What's up? This is Trevor Hoffman, host of the Weekly Pastor at the Church of Greer Station. I uh, just want to say thanks for tuning in to this kind of extended edition of the Weekly. This episode is on a topic that I very much love. It's on music. It's a topic that we could spend a lot of time on, and we most certainly did not plumb the depths of. You know, hopefully we can record another one on the topic of music, but just wanted to add this brief intro to let you know that we're going to go dark over the next two weeks, so we're not going to we're not going to have an episode next week or the following week because it's Christmas and New Year's, and we want to spend some time just taking it easy. So we'll be back on Monday the 7th, and we hope that you enjoy this episode in the meantime. And hey, um, if you have any topics or ideas or just any favorite episodes or just comments you'd want to make, let me know. We're still trying to kind of tweak this thing and figure out how to best... Uh, make it work. So uh, uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you find helpful. Let me know what you find interesting, what you don't like as much. And uh, maybe we can we can get this thing uh, going and, and kind of continue the, the the process together. So thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I am one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station. We appreciate you hopping on with us today. Today we are joined with, by our, I don't know, what's the appropriate preposition? Is that a preposition? What is that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, we are joined by our worship leader, Jerry Carlton Spearman III. Hi, hello. How are you, Jerry Carlton? I'm doing good. JC. Doing good. Others know him as JC. Uh, today we are going to be talking a little bit about music, going to be reflecting a little bit about what music is, why Christians love it, how do Christians use it, and how specifically does our church think about using music. But before we get to that, JC, I would be really interested in hearing what you think is the least appropriate uh, Bible story for toys. Like, in other <laughs> words, like, what is the least Fisher priceable of the Bible stories? Mm. I mean, it would have to be Noah's Ark, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, so context: we were JC and I were talking and kind of joking about uh, the the toy versions of Bible stories, um, and was talking about how my mom uh, gave gave my family the the Noah's Ark Fisher Price uh, set, and something just didn't feel right to me about having this, you know, kind of terribly tragic event memorialized through little plastic cute action figures i don't know if you're, i hope my mom is not listening to this <laughs> yeah so uh music um one of the reasons i wanted to address this topic was uh, for one we did a really unique thing yesterday uh, at church we had a choir which was great um even though we're recording this before oh yeah right that Friday. was yesterday that was yeah, totally yeah, yeah. yesterday yeah yeah i remember which that. was fantastic <laughs> i'm sure it will be and have have been fantastic uh, so uh, we had kind of had that unique musical element. Also, it's Christmas time, so so much of the season is is characterized by singing and Christmas music. Everyone has their favorite, uh, and just in general, we've been kind of reflecting on our church's philosophy of music, how we think about uh, the the role of music and praise and worship and hymns and things in the life of our church. So, uh, JC, kick us off, man. What what even is music? What sort of definition could we provide for music? Um, so I was thinking about this and, and it's kind of like art, like it's really hard, it's kind of hard to define exactly what music is. Um, but I think on a very basic level, I would define it as, um, organized sounds that express something, um, which is, eh, it's kind of 
it's kind of hard to define it though because you could say that I mean that's what speech is as well but I think there's an, there's not there's not a huge difference between music and speech I think they're very um, connected uh, but that's what I would say I mean there's probably better ways to express it but um, it's it's sound it's something you hear uh, but it's it's uh, organized in a specific way it has an order to it and um, it expresses emotion and truth and um, all kinds of different things. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's really interesting. The the that the music is organized sound. It's like sound with intention behind it, um, organized and structured and structured for a particular mm-hmm. end. Um, you know, uh, whether that's to um, communicate something or elicit a particular set of emotions or to tell a particular story. It's sounds that are organized for a particular end. Um, yeah. What, what makes music in, in, in your mind, what is it, what makes music so powerful? Like you can, you can ask any person at any given time, like what their favorite band is, what their favorite song is, and everyone's going to get excited and tell you, you know, all of their favorite music. Like everybody has favorite music. Everyone likes music. What makes it so universal? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is uh, a universal thing, obviously, across cross-cultural. Um, I think, I mean, on one level, um, music is universal because uh, because God is the creator of music. He designed it that way, and he, um, like, wrote that into our our DNA, almost, to be musical creatures. Um like I think of my daughter Eliza, even from when she was like a week old, you could sit there and sing to her, and she would just stare at you and be mesmerized, and hmm. and you could tell like she she was aware of, um, you know, of what of there was something going on that she connected with, um, and then now like I was sharing with you a moment ago, we have a little piano in our house, and her new favorite thing is to sit in my lap. And just bang on it and wail at the top of her lungs. Um, so there's something uh, there's something just kind of built into us that that we connect with music. And I think um, music is is it is a really powerful thing as well. And it's that's also kind of hard to put your finger on what it is that makes it powerful. Um, but at the least, we can say um, music music engages. Uh, your heart and your emotions in ways that other other things don't um, in ways that in ways that speech doesn't in ways that a painting doesn't um, it's it's just something it's just something like built in that God designed uh, in our own um, in the creation in our bodies that 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 we connect um, on a kind of a, a another level with music, it's almost like transcendent in that mm, way. Not mm-hmm. that not that the end goal is emotion or or something like that, but it but it uh, it engages our our hearts in ways that other things don't. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, I like the point that you made about even children loving music. Yeah, and and every culture has some kind of music. Every culture, you know, you know, obviously like wildly different, you know, all over the world and across time and things. But every culture has music. They have particular 
musical styles and musical tastes. Um, I think every religion in some way uses music. Um, music is just one of those things that seems to be universal to being humans. And I think as Christians, we would conclude, like you said, that's just part of how God created us. Yeah, there's kind of a, I mean, in that sense, it's almost like um, a common grace kind of thing. Like he gives mm. that not just to Christians, but um, he gives that to all people. And it's it's something we all, we all share in common is um, a special connection with music. Mm, that's good. Um, so why can Christians get behind music? Why, why, what enables us to, to point to music and say it is a good, useful thing? Um, I think for, for all the reasons we just said, um, that God created it and it's a good thing. Um, but to add on to that, um, I mean, just plainly God's people have always been a singing people from the very beginning. Um, and beyond that we're commanded in the old Testament and in the new Testament to sing multiple times. Uh, so it's, um, and then if you look at church history, there's, there's a, a constant um, for all the different things that happen throughout church history, there is always music hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you you know look at the Old Testament, Israel had music. They had the Psalms was their hymn book. Hmm. Um, David composed music. He played uh, stringed instruments. He sang. Um, and so I think uh, it is clear to Christians that music is a good thing that. God created it, and that God wants us to make music. Um, and there's a lot of room for, you know, there's not one specific style or type of song or whatever that, you know, there's there's a lot of variety, um, and, and uh, that points to the creativity of God. But um, there is kind of a u- unique place uh, for, for music that happens in the church, in the gathering of God's people. There's kind of a unique function that that type of music has in our lives but but in kind of a zoomed out view um music is good and and god wants us to make it glorifies god when when we use creative our creative abilities or we can appreciate and enjoy uh what someone else has created Mm, mm because in in a way it kind of points back to him Mm. um as the creator of of music um well i'm gonna use a food analogy because i relate everything back to food so it's kind of like the same way, I mean, we've talked about this a lot as a church, the same way that you can enjoy God through a good meal that someone prepares. Uh, like my on Thanksgiving, my grandma made this pumpkin, it was like a ginger pumpkin cheesecake. It was mm. it was unreal. Um, but there's a certain delight that, that can be had in God through the cheesecake. Uh, in a similar way, like we can, we can delight in the beauties of good music, we can delight in God kind of through that good music. But also, um, we can also reflect, we can reflect and glorify God in, in the creating of good things, like in the creating of pumpkin cheesecake, and also in the creating of good music, beautiful music, bringing those, you know, organizing and structuring those sounds together, bringing them into order, um, images God and his own creative activity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you've said before, I think on your your uh, podcast on food you know god didn't create just food is not just functional it's also Mm. something to delight in Mm. so we have all these different flavors and great things to eat um just because of just because god is good he created it that way for us to enjoy Mm. not that we enjoy it as an end in itself but but again it points back to Mm. 
the good creator who, who gave us this variety of things. And in a similar way, um, you know, when we speak, we're not, God could have, could have just created us as, you know, speaking in kind of a monotone, like a straight rhythm, just, just really boring, kind of very functional, but straightforward, almost like when you, you know, type something into your computer and it reads it back to you, like <laughs> robotic. Yeah. Um, but no, he created us with um, a voice that can express and can can go high and can go low and can communicate um, in ways that are beyond just what you're saying. It's also how you say it. Um, and I think there's that directly ties into music and song um, because really there's not a whole much, a whole big of a difference between speech and singing um it's i would i would put it as singing is just kind of singing is just speaking in an extreme sense uh it's it's really the same thing same mechanism same uh like your anatomy that's involved in your speech is exactly the same when you sing uh you're just sustaining notes and you're you're you're, you maybe going a little bit higher and a little bit lower than you would in your just natural speaking voice um but but again, God created this this expression and this um, this variety and that we have in singing and in music um, that we can enjoy um, and it glorifies Him when we do so. Mm. So, how do Christians um, distinctively use music? Um, so, so beyond just enjoying it as yeah, Christians, sure. yeah, and beyond yeah. just knowing that God made it, and we can see God's beauty through beautiful music. Beyond that, how do, how do Christians distinctively use music? Yeah, um, so music in the Bible um, is very, very frequently directed towards God. And um, many times it's God's people collectively singing together. Um, but one of, the, uh, one of the first songs in the Bible is um, the song of Moses after mm-hmm. after the Exodus, after God rescued his people, which is kind of like the major act of God in the Old Testament. That's, that's like, as we look to the cross, Israel kind of, that was their, the way that they understood how God interacted with them was through the Exodus. And so God rescued, God rescued his people and saved them. And then the first thing that they do is respond in song mm-hmm. of praising God of recounting the works that he did. Um, so for Christians, one really important way that we participate in and use music is to glorify God directly by singing, uh, by singing of what he's done, by singing of his character, um, by offering just words of adoration and praise to him, even songs of confession. Are, they all kind of fall under this category of, of responding and worshiping God. Um, and so that's that is a really important way, especially in the Bible, that that God's people engage in music um, beyond just enjoying it as as a good part of creation. Um, but it's very much directed towards God and in response to God. Mm. What, what would you say to someone who who says like I don't need songs for that? Like, you know, I don't I, I can do that kind of thing in the quiet of my bedroom in my monotone prayers before going to, I, like, I don't need to sing to do that. What would you say to someone who has that pushback? Um, I would say, does anybody say that? 
I don't know anybody that says that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, just kind I of think a... of people who, who just maybe see uh, singing on Sunday morning as, I don't know, perfunctory or like, all right, this is kind of the... Kind of get through to, so we can get to the sermon, let's get through the songs. Yeah, yeah. Of... Like, this doesn't have a whole lot, this doesn't really speak to me. I'm glad all yeah, the ladies so in the room the, like the it. Yeah, participatory part of it. Um, I, I would say that singing together as a congregation is a very unique uh, a unique thing that we do. Um, and it is commanded in the New Testament to sing to, sing to one another. Mm. Um, Colossians 3 and Ephesians. Is it Ephesians 3? Uh, Ephesians, I actually had it pulled up. Um, yeah, Colossians, and then Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, yeah. cool. Um, singing, uh, when we sing together, it has a way of, one, there, there's, there is mutual edification that happens when we sing together as a congregation. Uh, in a way that doesn't happen, you know, when you just when you've got your Christian radio station on in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, that we actually, when we're singing together, uh, some you know some songs we sing to one another more, and some songs are more directed vertically to God. Um, but when we sing together, we are encouraging one another. Um, we are. It's almost like a we stand together on this. We're mm-hmm. we're in solidarity. Mm-hmm. We're 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 singing these truths together as as one body um and then in another sense singing has a way of of drawing us out of ourselves and um, again back to that kind of connecting it connects us with truth on a on a level that speech uh does not um it engages our hearts in a way that other things uh can't do it's kind of it's a very unique thing um, and I think that's, you know, that's why we're commanded to sing because this is how God designed it. Um, mm. Well, yeah, so so one of the things that I think about. So we we when we were snowed in, uh, we, we were sending my son Nate down a hill and trying to get him. To, we we were going down Mike Norris's hill and we were trying to see how far we could get him to go down the hill. And what we tried to do was actually like send it in the same place a couple of times to kind of smooth it out and almost like create tracks or like a rut to run in so that Nate could go farther with his sled. And, and in some ways, like we can think about, and, and I think maybe this is kind of, kind of where we're going, like you can think about music um, in, in these songs, it's kind of these ruts that have been established for us that we kind of collectively enter into and they like teach us how to, teach us how to praise and teach us how to like respond emotionally to God. Does that make yeah, sense? yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's almost like it's almost like a spiritual discipline in that sense. Yeah. Um, just like just like getting up in the morning and doing your quiet time, or uh, praying, or uh, fellowshipping with other believers. It's a it's a it's a discipline that we commit to. Um, sometimes we want to do it, and sometimes we you know you're tired Sunday morning and you don't feel like singing. But um, when you engage and when you kind of get past that that tendency to, to hold back or to not to disengage. Um, I think God blesses that, blesses our um, commitment to that and and actually uses uh, music to to engage in and draw us in closer to him and to uh, to express uh, worship and adoration towards God. Mm. 
man um so much more that we could could be said about this so this is i I love music i know you love music this is one of our favorite topics um let's let's kind of land the plane this like if we were to think about the church at greer stations um philosophy of church music the way that we think about the songs that we select the way that we think about even the structure of our worship like what are some ways that we could communicate um our particular approach to church music yeah um so you have uh, you ca- you had written down the notes um, three three kind of categories to think through uh, is it beautiful is it true and is it singable hmm. I think that is a really really good place to start when it comes to how do we think about music and what songs we do and that kind of thing um, because okay we'll start with um, is it beautiful so so music is intended uh, to be beautiful. Um, there, there is bad music and there is good music. There, I mean, it, it is an objective thing. You know, even though people have their own preferences, um, you know, you can learn to appreciate other styles of music. But, but there's always going to be um, beautiful music and music that's really not good. Um, so when we sing songs, we want them to be um, to be beautiful, to be um, in, enjoyable to hear. Um, and they also need to be singable though, because when we gather together, uh, we're not just, uh, we're not just here to, to listen to music. We're here to participate in music. Mm. And so it needs to be singable for the average Joe, uh, who, who's not classically trained, uh, as a vocalist. Um, so they need to be in a, 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 a singable key, uh, singable melody. And, um, it also needs to be true, um, Obviously, we don't want to sing things that are not true. And I would add kind of a caveat to that as well, that um, there are things that that um, are, tr- are that, well, one, there can be things that are partially true. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a certain sort of balance that that we have to, think about when we when we choose songs on Sunday we don't want to choose um, songs that are always kind of harping on the same exact thing mm-hmm. um, uh, one thing I think about is there is a tendency uh, in contemporary music contemporary worship music to, to kind of uh, very much direct it towards um, towards our uh, identity as as people of God and that is absolutely true that we are adopted as God's children, but I think we can overemphasize that at times, and so we need to have balance in in the songs mm-hmm. that we choose. And then one more caveat to the truth um, part is there are things that are true, but not necessarily um, beneficial to sing. Um, I'm not. I don't have any example on the top of my mind. Um, but when I but when we think about songs that we choose uh, to to sing together on Sunday. Um, we need to think uh, in terms of, is this something that that we should sing together? Not only is this a true song, but is this something that um, that leads us to to worshiping God more, to to encouraging one another, mm. and, and that kind of thing. Um, and it's you know it's it's kind of a it's not a hard and fast thing. There's not like specific you know, boxes to check off. You just kind of have to have discernment when you, when you are thinking about songs. Um, but I think those three categories, is it true? Is it singable? Is it beautiful? Is, is a great place 
um, to start and when we think about our uh, kind of how we go about choosing music. That's good. The true, I, I really like what you said, the true piece. Like there's, there's a lot of worship songs that they're not untrue. Exactly. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily call them truthful. I, I don't know if that distinction doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. But. And, and kind of part of that is, uh, songs are subjective as well. And so there's yeah. this kind of balance of objectivity and subjectivity and music is kind of, you know, music tends to be more subjective personal experience anyways not every song that we sing needs to be uh you know a theological paper on right. this issue the, the purpose of music is to not be an essay you know it's, mm. it's something else um so not every song we sing has to be this you know full you know full-on theological treatise of god's sovereignty or, or whatever it is um there there's room for subjectivity um and that's a good thing but we need to have balance in that like not we need to make sure that not everything that we do is just a subjective experience or something like that. And I'm kind of what what I the approach I take if I'm doing a song that's that's kind of more that vague and subjective, uh, if I'm introducing that on a Sunday morning, I'll kind of I'll tee it up with a scripture or something like that to give it some objectivity to mm-hmm. it. So when we when we sing the song, we're thinking about the objective truth and then singing out this objective. I mean, subjective response to mm-hmm. it to kind of, you know, set us up make to it do concrete that. Concrete and to me, yeah, to make it more rooted. concrete and to make it a little bit less, because because we can definitely tend, especially in in modern worship music, tend towards that that very subjective, um, kind of personal emotional response. Um, and again, there's a there's a place for those kind of songs, but but we need to we need to have balance as well when it comes to those things. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, what would you say is the primary instrument on Sunday morning? The primary instrument is the voice of a congregation. Mm. That's the most important. Uh, it's the most important instrument. Um, obviously, we have guitars and piano and drums and all this stuff. Um, but when we when we are preparing for worship, when we're choosing songs, uh, we're thinking about engaging the congregation. That is that is, and this goes back to the Reformation. Um, Putting it in the hands of the people. This is this is not something that uh, the people that are on staff put on for mm-hmm. for everyone else to to watch. This is something that we all participate in, and so the voice of the congregation is the most important instrument. Mm, I love it. Uh, a pastor somewhere recently said that a Sunday morning should feel like an Irish pub, um, and I and I sort of absolutely love yes, that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> everyone needs to be involved singing you know, the top of their lungs. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. That's good stuff. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your uh, attentiveness and, and willing to willingness to listen and subscribe to this. Um, again, this is a topic we'll probably need to revisit. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit more in particular about our philosophy of music and how we select certain songs and things. Uh, but we thank you for listening. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and be sure to rate us and subscribe. We'll talk to you next time. Uh-huh.